0: This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Well, I want to say good morning and welcome to the Mission Viejo Church of Christ. If this is your first time visiting with us this morning, we want to let you know that you are our honored guest and you're always welcome to this place whenever the doors are open. We're going to ask that you do us a favor. In the back of your pew, you'll find a visitor's card. Take that visitor's card out and fill it out, and you can pass that card into me or to one of our six shepherds, or there's a box in the foyer. We just want to have a record of your attendance so that we can invite you back out to this church, because I don't think you'll find a finer church in all of Mission Viejo. And as you can tell, I'm excited this morning. Uh, Whenever you have Some people that have known you since the age of 18, it's always a special Sunday. Sister Valerie, Brother Derek are here all the way, like I said, from Searcy, Arkansas. We used to worship together at the West Pleasure Church of Christ, which was just simply before we got into the building, just a trailer, right? Uh, Yeah, just a trailer. And I remember times preaching in that small trailer, and uh, we had a hornet infestation um, behind the pulpit. And I remember one Sunday I was preaching, and all of a sudden I said, Jesus, right? And they said, wow, Jason really got into that point, that, that position there. And what happened is I got stung by a hornet in the back of my head while I was preaching uh, the sermon that Sunday morning. And Valerie and Derek had known me before I had even started dating Mary, and they got to see uh, uh, a Layla when she was first born. So it's always fun times to see brothers and sisters in Christ uh, gathered together. It's awesome. It's an awesome feeling. This morning, I'm excited to announce that we're going to start a new sermon series uh, for the month of September entitled, What Are Followers? What Are Followers? And you may be saying to yourself, that's a, that's a really easy answer. We can could, we could figure that out. We need a whole sermon series really on that, Jason. Jason but, but, but bear with me, because I think we're going to flesh out and spell out some things that might be useful and beneficial uh, to your learning. So uh, the topic today, as we answer that question, what are disciples? The answer to that question is found on this very next slide. If you go to this next slide, uh, disciples are this, or what are followers? Followers are disciples. And that's how we answer the question. What are followers? Followers are disciples. And you're saying, yes, yes. We know that, but, but do me a favor this morning. Let's, let's together process this idea and try to flesh out this definition of what a, a disciple is. If you've ever done any word study or been in the scripture and looked up this term in Wikipedia or in, in Webster's Dictionary, you know that the word disciple is a very, very interesting word. It's not some ambiguous term that we can use loosely. It means something very specific, Right. So, in answering these questions, what are followers? Followers are disciples. Well, Jason explained to us what disciples are. Disciples, uh, by definition, are students, are students who learn from their master. And that's what it means to be a disciple, a student that is constantly learning from their master. You see, the Greek. Term. The Koine Greek term for the word disciple is mathetes, mathetes, which means an apprentice or an imitator. An apprentice or an imitator. So if you are a disciple of someone, something, some person, that means that you are learning from that person and that you are trying to imitate that person every single day. So if we call ourselves disciples, we have to ask ourselves the question, one, are we constantly learning from Jesus and are we constantly trying every single day to imitate him? And many of us can say, yes, we we do that. Other of us say we can probably do a better job. But let's Let's study some scripture together and really try to understand and unpack this concept of what it means to be a disciple. If you have your Bibles this morning, go ahead and open up to the book of Matthew. We're going to look at Matthew chapter 19. And we're going to look at our very first scripture this morning. If you could put it up on the slide. Matthew 19 and verse number 16 And uh, you have studied this passage of Scripture before. Jesus was conducting his public ministry, traveling from city to city, town to town, region to region, and he was known as this great teacher. Some thought he was a philosopher. Some thought he was just a really good person. Others thought he was an outstanding teacher. Some thought he was a miracle worker. Whatever the case was, we find this young man, this rich young ruler, as you read in your scripture, that came to Jesus because he heard that Jesus was a teacher. And this rich young ruler, scripture says, was a faithful young man according to the Jewish tradition. He, he followed the commandments of, of, of scripture. Uh, he wanted to make sure that his life was in alignment with God's will. So he comes up to Jesus and he asks Jesus a question. And he said, teacher, what good thing must I do to get eternal life? And that's a very, very important question. Teacher, what good thing must I do to get eternal life? From this very question, we can see that this Rich young ruler wants to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. He wants to be a student of Jesus, and that's why he says, Teacher, help me to understand something. What do I need to do to receive eternal life? So he asked Jesus this question in order to grow in his learning, and in order to maybe somehow, some way, imitate the life of Jesus. And then we see Jesus' response in the next passage. And Jesus says here, next slide, please. Jesus answered and said this in Matthew 19:21. 21. If, if you want to be perfect, go sell your possessions and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come and follow me. And you've read this passage before, but if you look at it, uh, I think there's some very important gems here that teach us exactly what it means or how to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. Well, what do you mean? Here, Jesus said, if you really want to be a disciple, which is a follower, here's what you need to do. He says you need to sell your possessions, right? But what he's really saying to this rich young ruler is if you truly want to be a disciple of Jesus Christ, you have to prioritize your life. That's that's what he's saying in this text. Your priorities have to be correct. Because if your priorities are not in order, you can never be a disciple of Jesus Christ. So what Jesus is saying here through talking about his possessions is you've got to get your priorities straight. Prioritize your life first and then you can follow me. And you know, Jesus says the same thing to all of us today. You know that, right? He's speaking to me, he's speaking to you, and he's saying, you know what, church? You know what, Jason? You know what, Mission VA, Whole Church of Christ? If you really want to be disciples, your priorities have to be correct, right? So he further explains this and kind of talks about this. He says, it's not something that you have to obtain but it's something that you have to get rid of in order to have your priority straight in order for you to follow me you have to give up some things not add to your life so Jesus calls us to prioritize our lives through getting rid of things that take our attention off of him and if you think about our fast-paced culture our lifestyles today we have so much stuff and things to occupy our time don't we They have a thing called Netflix. It's where you can can log on and binge watch your favorite television shows. They have this thing called the internet where you can get on and just plug in stuff in Google and stay on there all day. And they have this invention called the iPhone, right? And if you look at our young people today, they live life through their iPhone right? You could be taking them to Disneyland. Instead of looking around, they're looking through their phone at Disneyland, right? Am I right about it? Right? We have things that occupy our time, and we're always trying to figure out ways to, to add more stuff to our lives, to occupy our time. But Jesus says, no, if you want to be a disciple, it's about getting rid of things, and that's why it's so hard and that's why it's difficult. We've got to learn to give up things that take our attention off of him. Now, I think there's some things that we all struggle with that cause us to have our attention off of Jesus. There are things that preoccupy us, that cause us to not be as dedicated as we should. You know, we want to know the first thing that I think we, we all struggle with, that, that keeps our attention all the time. I think the first thing is we all want success. I bet you if we said, by a show of hands, how many of you here this morning want to be successful? Everybody's hand would go up. I didn't even ask, and some of you guys put your hand up, see? <laughs> right? We, we all want Success, and there's nothing wrong with success. I, but, but none of us would say, no, I don't wanna be successful. Not at all, <laughs> not at all. But we all want success, and we get pre- preoccupied with success. We, we have to have it, and that's what our focus is, and that's what our attention is on. So we go to great lengths to be viewed as important. You see, we wanna leave a legacy in the world, and we want people to know that we are somebody, right? You don't wanna be a nobody. So the very reason you do the things that you do, the reason things I I do the things that I do is because we want to be viewed as special and important. So when we walk into the room, people say, there, there he goes, there she goes. They are so successful. Success for some people may be popularity. Success for some people may be that promotion to senior vice president at work, that's success. Success to some of you who have small businesses, and many of you do, is to grow that small business, right? To employ more people, and that's success. Many of you, uh, for you, success is, is graduating with honors. Or, or, or moving on and getting your bachelor's, then your master's, then your PhD. And that's success, right? So you're focused on that. That's success for some. But let me say this to you this morning, church. Success should not be the top priority in your life. It it shouldn't be. Jesus never said make success, number one. But guess what? That's where we spend most of our time focused on, how to be successful. And Jesus says, you know, if you really want to be a disciple, you have to give up this. Success is not the top priority. The top priority should be serving the Lord and serving other people. And if you do that, that leads to, guess what? The very thing that you're searching for success what about this you've heard this one before all of us want happiness don't we just want to be happy and isn't that a top priority in our lives right we just want to be happy that's it so we focus all our time and attention in finding ways to fulfill the flesh so we buy that new car and that makes us happy doesn't it we buy that new home and we put that granite countertop on the kitchen that makes us happy doesn't it? We buy the latest Apple product and we're doing backflips, right? Or we eat at the finest restaurants because that makes us happy, right? Or we purchase the fanciest clothes because that makes us happy. We take kids to D- Disneyland every other weekend because that makes them happy, right? We sign our kids up for soccer and then after soccer, basketball, and then after basketball, baseball, and then after baseball, gymnastics, then after gymnastics, swimming, then after swimming, dance, and then after dance, piano, why? Because we want to make them happy and keep them preoccupied. And then we travel the world on vacation, take our cruises, take our flights, all because that makes us happy. And you notice that takes a lot of time, doesn't it? Jesus never said happiness should be the top priority in your life. What? Yeah, that's right. He never said happiness is the top priority. He said the top priority is serving the Lord and serving other people. And if you do that, it leads to happiness. And it's pretty inexpensive, too. Think about it. save a lot of money but we strive for happiness and that takes all of our time and our attention and we have very little room for anything else because we're striving to be happy we're striving to be successful what about this and this was the case of the rich young ruler right all of us want wealth now many of us we would say we we don't want to be millionaires or anything like that but you want wealth you don't want to be broke you don't want to be poor right you don't want to shop at Walmart right right? Am I right about it? We, 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 want, we want wealth so that we can do things because wealth provides freedom and opportunity, so we work hard for wealth. But in order to have wealth, especially in this region of the world, you have to work, don't you? You have to work. And guess what? All of us only have 24 hours in each day, right? And many of us, we spend you spend eight to 12 hours a day at work. So half your day is already gone, right? And then if you're lucky, you get to sleep between five and eight hours a day. And then most of you, guess what? You spend about two hours a day stuck in traffic on the 405 or the five, unless you pay the fee for the 241, amen, It's the best invention, right? So you spend all your time doing these things, and it only leaves you with about four to six hours of free time. So the question is, how do you spend time with your family? Especially when you bring some of that work home, because that's what we all do, right? How do you spend time with your family? How do you have time to serve at your local church? Right? How do you have time to attend midweek Bible study? You don't, because we're just so busy working for wealth and material possessions, happiness, and success that we just don't have time anymore, right? But guess what? Jesus says your top priority shouldn't be wealth. It shouldn't be happiness. It shouldn't be success. Your top priority should be serving the Lord and other people. And guess what? When you do that, it leads to happiness, success, and wealth. Jesus calls us to flip it upside down, doesn't he? But that's very hard for us to do. So if you go to this next passage, this next slide, let me tell you what happened with the rich young ruler. Jesus said, here's what you got to do. You got to take all your possessions, sell them, and give them to the poor. And the rich young ruler said, what? What? Uh, I didn't know it required all of that. Are you, are you kidding me? You want me to take all my possessions and give it to the poor? And then, only then, I can follow you? And Jesus said, yeah, that's, that's what I want from you. The most important, the top priority in your life, you need to give up. Let it go. And here's what the rich young ruler do. When the young man heard this, he went away sad. Why? Because he had great wealth. He had a lot of stuff going on he couldn't give up that. So scripture says he went away pretty sad because he realized what it took to be a disciple of Jesus Christ, and many people just aren't willing to do that. Many people aren't willing to be a disciple. They want to be a fan of Jesus, right? I'll go to worship and cheer, yay, Jesus, right? But discipleship is hard because you have to give up some stuff, and that's difficult. But guess what? As I look across the auditorium this morning, I know many of you are dedicated disciples of Jesus Christ, and that's what gives me joy. (laughs) It's so exciting. But for others out there, they're simply fans. They don't want to give up things because it requires discipline and self-sacrifice. So this rich young ruler went away sad because he just couldn't do it. So this morning, as we kind of close out this morning, I just want to say to us that, that Jesus is saying to all of us this morning, we need to re-examine and reevaluate our lives. And we need to question what our priorities are as individuals, right? As a family, as a church family. Where are our priorities? And then this next slide says this. But many who are first will be last, and many who are last will be first so in this passage jesus is saying that many of us here this morning we need to completely flip our priorities around and upside down because they're out of whack all of us have been there before you've been there i've been there where our priorities are they're not where they need to be and then we wonder why we struggle and have hardships and difficulties So as we close this morning, I just want to give you some principles on how to do this, right? How do you you flip your priorities around? How do you put the Lord first and then suffering other people first and then put happiness, success, uh, so forth and so on 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 the back burner, the, the bottom? How do you do that? Well, here we go. This next and final slide says this. The greatest among you will do what? Be your servant. For whoever exalts himself will be humbled and whoever humbles himself will be exalted so how do we change the priorities in our life if they're not where they need to be and many of us struggle and we know this right we say you know the priorities are the way they are because that's the way the world is today right we live in a region of the country where now both mom and dad have to work and work is a priority and because of this and that that's just the way it is right right and I understand that to a certain extent, and, uh, but I want to teach you and help you think through some principles on how to reevaluate your priorities. So, Jesus says if you want to be great, you have to be a servant. So, in order to fix our priorities, we have to change the way we process and think about things, okay? So, we, we need to change the way we think and how we process things. Life is not all about your happiness sorry, right? You tell your kids that all the time, don't you? It's not about your happiness. You need to do what mom and dad said do. Just do it. But I don't want to. Okay, don't worry about it. I'll give you some candy. Just be happy. That's not the way it works, right? You do what I said to do, and that'll keep you happy, right? (laughs) Why is that? You know why, right? Happiness is not the top priority. Success. Stop worrying about your success all the time, right? I have to tell myself that all the time. Stop worrying about that. That's not yours to worry about. Your only concern and worry is how are you going to make some disciples, Jason? How are you going to share the gospel? How are you going to love your neighbor, Jason? Stop worrying about the success. And when you come to that realization in your mindset, a burden is taken off your shoulder. Right? Stop worrying about your wealth. Give to the Lord, and he will bless you. That's all you need to worry about. Serve him, serve other people, and it's that simple. So how do we do that? Well, it starts with prayer, right? If you read the, the scriptures, there is a constant theme throughout the scripture, and the constant theme is pray. And I wonder what God would think about our church if he looked at us today and questioned our prayer lives. How would he look at the Mission VA Hill Church of Christ? Would he he say, you guys are a praying church. You pray collectively. you, You pray individually. You pray for each other. I wonder where we are in that. Can we improve in prayer? I think we can. Everybody can improve in prayer. What about individually? How often are you praying a day? What does your prayer life look like? Are you just too busy to pray? Because it happens sometimes. But if you want to change this priority and flip it upside down, it starts with prayer. Pray every single day. Ask the Lord to help you. Say, Lord, I want you to be first in my life. I want to serve you and I want to serve other people. Give me opportunities to share the gospel. And watch what God does. The Bible says we don't get, we don't receive because we don't ask. And the reason why we don't ask is because we're not praying. It's simple. So we've got to pray and ask the Lord to help us keep our priorities in order. Second, this is really simple and you already knows it it starts with studying God's word and I'm talking about consistently not when you just have a hard time or a stressful day right then you go to James <laughs> count it all joy oh I feel better and then we go no consistent study every single day of God's word am I doing that are you doing that right because the scripture is what helps us. That's listening to God. Are we reading every single day? That's why I love so much what uh, our, our shepherds are doing with this daily Bible study reading. All of us are supposed to be writing, reading the Bible, those of you that signed up, consistently every single day. But sadly and unfortunately, I know some people that have been Christians for 30 plus years and have not read through the complete Bible yet, from cover to cover. But they'll say, I've read this in bits and pieces, so I've basically read the whole thing. No. Genesis to Revelation, right? Have we done that? And if we haven't, why not? Oh, I know. Because we're just too busy. Right? And then Jesus tells us one other thing. Here's how we get our priorities in order. Before we can start following him, the last thing that he says is sell your possessions and then go do what? Serve the poor. That's what it means to be a disciple, to serve the poor. Right? So I asked myself this question this week as I was evaluating this lesson. Jason, what interactions did you have with poor people this week? And you know what I said to myself? I didn't. I may have seen one when I was driving the A.M.P.M. to go get some gas or something, but I, I didn't have any interactions with the poor. I didn't serve the poor at all this week. Right? And that's a question I want to pose to you. Jesus says, if you really want to be a disciple, you serve the poor. Church, what have you done this week to serve the poor? What interactions did you have with the poor? Now, what I love about our congregation so much is we have this wonderful ministry called Comfort Cafe. And we have some people there that are dedicated. I don't want to list off your names, right? But you know who you are, and you're there every week serving the poor. Or poor as we know it. Because how many really poor people do we have in South Orange County? Right? That's why we move down here, to get away from them, to come down here. But we leave them up there, don't we? And we say, out of sight, out of mind. But Jesus says, if you want to be a disciple, you must go serve the poor. And the question is, what are we doing? And sadly, as I... uh, evaluate my life, I say, Jason, you're not doing enough for the poor. And if we truly want to be disciples, we've got to go serve the poor. And sometimes that means stepping out of our comfort zone and doing something for somebody else. So this morning, as I close, what is a follower? A follower is a disciple, a constant learner, an imitator of Jesus. In order to be a true disciple, we have to add... uh, our priorities correctly in our lives. We've got to flip some things around and upside down. In order to do that, we've got to pray, we've got to study God's Word consistently, and we've got to make sure we're serving the poor. And if we do that, that's what it means to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. And if we're not doing those things or if those are out of order, I would say we've got a lot of area to improve on in our lives. And I can say in front of you with all transparency, I need to work on being a better disciple of Jesus Christ and serving the poor and making sure my priorities correct. So if I can say that, I know many of you can say the same thing. So this morning we've got an invitation song selected. If there is anyone here this morning who is a follower of Jesus Christ that has been falling short in this area of what it really means to be a disciple, your priorities have been out of order, this invitation is for you. We want you to come forward. The church will pray with you. We'll pray for you. We'll encourage one another so that we can do this together because that's what the church is here for to encourage one another to be disciples of Jesus Christ. Maybe there's someone here this morning that is not a disciple of Jesus Christ, and you've been wondering how to do this thing, what this, what this faith experience is all about, what Christianity is all about. I can sum it up in this. A life in Christ is a life of service, right? So if you want to be a Christian, realize that you're giving up your life in service to the King. Right. And this morning, maybe there's some of you who are ready to say, you know what, I want to be a servant of Jesus Christ. You can come forward today. We'll baptize you in water. You can add it to the kingdom. And you can be doing some mighty works for the Lord. Whatever your needs are concerns.